0: Hey, guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV After Show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out mariamenounos.com for more info. Buzz you later.
1: You're in to the online broadcast network
2: guys this is scandal episode 14 i see you (laughs) and we see you tonight we're so excited to be here for another episode of scandal um as always i am one of your gladiators emil Innes jr joined by
0: hi gladiators i'm sophia stanley
2: Hi, I'm Bam Erickson. And Cornelia is not here, as you can see, but she's out there in them streets. Doing um, stand-up. Right, hustling, hustling, doing her comedy. So make sure you tweet her and let her know that you miss her. We're going to go ahead and break down this episode, um, starting with our favorite... <laughs> favorite? <laughs> 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 our favorite couple, Jake and Liv. I see, I couldn't even That's say That's why you couldn't, couldn't even say, say it. with a
0: straight face.
2: Um, so in this episode, we started with Olivia um, at dinner with um, Papa Pope Jake and Vanessa Moss and she's describing the tears of the cake and the layers and the the whole bunch of BS is what we saw
0: (laughs) (laughs) and even her dad was impressed with her level of BS.
2: I've never heard you describe cake before. Uh, Jake described Olivia to Vanessa as the sister I never had and then more BS was spewing throughout the episode what do we think about um, the Jake and Olivia dynamic this episode? Go first.
0: (laughs) Um, This is going to sound weird. For me, there were moments, especially let's say the first opening at dinner, where Olivia reminded me of the president season one. Do you remember (laughs) basically after basically she turned his campaign around and basically, you know, made him kind of warm up to Melly in front of the camera and she kind of was coaching him and he goes, no, don't worry, I'm really good at this. She, I felt like she was doing the same thing. I think it's been a while since we've seen Olivia kind of acting the part and, and being a full chameleon. So for me, that's actually what I felt. So even though I knew it was BS, I felt like it was extremely believable. That was the first part. And then the second part is I actually very much felt bad for Vanessa in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want that to be his sister. Obviously, that's not really his sister, number one. Okay. Number two, would you want? I'm sorry, and I don't, I don't, people can say that I'm insecure or naive or or, are not naive. um, But there would be absolutely no way that I would want my boyfriend, fiance, whomever to have a woman that beautiful, that attractive, that charming, that powerful, Mm -hmm. and arguably that famous for being the ultimate woman. Anywhere in proximity to my man, unless they are one hundred percent biologically related, so that's kind of in a vacuum. How I felt about the opening scene, I kind of was like, "Yeah, go ahead, Olivia, with your bad self." Mm-hmm.
3: Do you think that Vanessa is completely clueless, or is she pretending to be clueless? And she has because if she if she's pretending to be clueless, then she has to play the game.
0: I think, and again, and I'm kind of being extremely deliberate with my words, again, seeing the scene in a vacuum, so let's presume that we don't have all of these subplots on this show, and let's presume that as uh, later on in the episode, as Jake described her, that she really is a, um, uh, like a romance movie, Vogue subscription, you know what I mean? Like, she's kind of that atypical and or that stereotypical, stereotypical girl, if in fact that is who she is and there is no backstory and or there is no cover then she 100% believes it. Yeah. And the reason that she believes it is again this is arguably one of the not only one of the most powerful women in the world but again we just were introduced to her as a person in a relationship in a relationship with the president of the United States of America. So you would never presume that this woman who was the president's mistress mm-hmm. was also sleeping with anyone else, let alone the now head of the NSA and or the person that you are now dating and or engaged
3: to. Mm-hmm. Good point. Uh, I Well, just to answer your question, Emil, uh, what do I think about this... Um it's boring to me because I just have to keep it it's boring only because Sorry. we know exactly what's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, you are dealing with the top of the top of the top of the top of the, top of the spies. So although Quinn and uh, Huck went in in disguise in black like you should, versus having hair and makeup and like Olivia was doing a couple weeks ago, <laughs> they they were they were dressed appropriately <laughs> to break into um to break into Jake's house. But again. You're dealing with the top of the top of the top of the top of the top. So, did you not think that your software and whatever you have, Jake is not going to find out?
2: Well, and then the problem that we have now is Jake was already the top of the top, as you're saying. Like, he was already so deep into um, B613, then became the head of B613, filled in for uh, Papa Pope when he stepped down. So, he already had all this power. <laughs> you were able to accomplish all the things that you're doing illegally. Now, he is the head of the NSA, so he mm-hmm. has everything available to him legally so it just doesn't make sense they would think
0: see and I and I take it from a completely different perspective and I, and I didn't mean to cut you off from no, me, yeah. I actually think and I can't remember the name of the, the episode and the episode actually could have been like he flew too close to the sun he's Icarus hmm. His hubris gets the best of him. You actually don't need to pretend to do anything with him. You actually need to pretend that you think you can better him or get the best of him and then you don't. Mm -hmm. Because then that's when he plays his hand. Does that make sense? so the fact that he knows that Olivia is watching him is exactly how he messed up. Do you want to know why? Mm -hmm. Because then he's slipping. He thinks, oh, she's watching me. She has no clue. Do you know what I mean? I'm the one controlling. I'm the one, the puppet master. I'm the one, you know, I'm the maestro. And that's, and then what happens is, what happens is, even though I don't like how it, it... Throughout the episode, it took Olivia to the end of the episode. That really wouldn't have happened. Come on, the minute that girl talked about her um, running into him, running him into him again, the cell phone, whatever. Come on, now we all were like, doo, 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 doo. if you're really stalking your ex boyfriend, you remember every single critical thing about every aspect of your relationship, especially how you met. Right? So it's all of that is allowing him because he thinks he's in the power position to get sloppy. The minute she said that, he should have been like, do 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 problem, right? So what he should have said is, when he then later on in the episode uh, uh, went to Olivia's house and was like, what are you doing? You're watching me, blah, 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 blah. He should have said, yes, she was my mark. My mark to be my wife. And and then kind of could have gone, had gone into the whole diatribe about like, I want some, someone capable of love, blah, 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 blah. He should have act, act, confronted the fact that he was approaching her in the exact same way that he was approaching Olivia.
3: I I think he should have did it completely different. I think he should have played dumb and not looked at the camera. And he should have let her... Or
0: what? I 100% agree with you. Yeah. That's that's actually my point. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because he thinks he's winning. Yeah, sure. Because he actually thinks that Olivia and OPA is so amateurish is what's allowing him out of bravado to do things like look at the camera. Because I think we all completely agree with you. It would make for um, a more realistic storyline and a more interesting show to watch if we weren't all able to yell at the screen and basically do like a play-by-play. With the exception of the Hollis twist, which we will talk later. I thought that yeah. was great misdirection. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh
2: my God! Yeah, for sure. Um. So we talked about. Mm. And
0: I'm sorry if I'm like talking a lot, and I know you all are like, um, is this Sophia Stanley talk all the time? But I still feel like I'm talking a lot today
3: because
0: well, this was a good episode. Well,
3: I just I don't. That storyline is boring. What else is there to talk? Well, about? Well, I mean, you, can
0: I say something? Because yeah, because we all think Jake is boring. Yeah. Right. Arguably, he's like the death knell of the show. Listen. I mean, I'm just keeping it 100. I so I, but I think I did yeah. a pretty good job of trying. Yeah. You, you try. Okay. And, you I try. Tried, and I tried to
3: defend <laughs> the the. The trophy wife or whoever, whatever she is. Yeah. All right. So,
0: yeah. Oh, wait. Time out. Sorry. And I can't remember. Um, uh, Please, I apologize for not remembering your name and I can't pull up my phone quick enough. But last week, somebody mentioned to me. So, you know, his fiance's name is Vanessa Moss, mm-hmm. right? So, supposedly, the first two people that uh, Jake killed on the show, which I'm presuming were the reporter and the person who worked at um, the White House, the former uh, uh, communications uh, director one of their first names was Vanessa and one of their last names was Moss. Hmm. I don't know if that's a foreshadowing or if it just happens that the writers are are pulling names but someone on Twitter I think that I thought that was very astute of them to to make that catch. If it is a catch to be made, right? How
2: did you all catch that?
0: Mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, they're on it. Right. No, these gladiators are on it.
2: Um, Okay, guys. uh, Let's go to OPA. This storyline I really enjoy. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, I tried to fake it, but guys, I am extremely sick. I'm trying to fake it today, so if I'm low energy, that is why. Um, OPA, we had um, Quinn, who once again is taking the ring. She's doing everything she needs to do because Olivia is still spaced out she's focusing on one thing Uh, Marcus just doesn't have a clue what's going on because they won't fill him in Huck is focused on his child and his ex-wife so we have all these different elements what I loved about this episode is it felt like um in the bubble of OPA we finally had a bit of closure in a lot of Mm. scenarios not a bit we had closure in a lot of scenarios um so let's start with Huck so Huck once again, is watching the game, but the difference is, when he's watching this on the screen this time, we see a man with his ex-wife and cheering on the son. And Marcus is saying, oh, well, you know, did you know she was dating? He's like, oh yeah, I knew about him, blah, blah, So, initially, when Huck um, dismissed Marcus and then he went and met Charlie and he said, I think this, this is one of the guys we try to take out and he's seeking revenge towards my family. I'm sure at least my brain was going, is he making up this scenario mm-hmm. just so he can have Charlie kill him or do something yes. to kill him. Um, the saddest part was when we, and I'm just going to fast forward to the end, the saddest part was after we saw their dialogue and we saw what happened and then he returns him to his car and he's in the back seat with Liv, it was um, it was extremely sad to see how broken Huck as a person is. Like He was truly trying to hold on to something that he just needs to let go and <clears throat> Guillermo Diaz is one of the only actors on the show now, I don't want to say that because that's a lot but he is such an incredible actor yes. and whenever he has a gut-wrenching scene like that it really does bring one to tears like it was just amazing amazing scene so um, were you guys on the same page thinking that he was just trying to get Charlie to oh yeah that's sick so he so could just
3: have an excuse to yes but I was also in the back of my head rooting that he actually killed Sean, why because he needs a storyline. He sits in that office all day, no, and I'm bo- but, but, but but listen, but um, listen, all freaking season five is been Olivia Fitz, and now it's a lit now it's Liv and Jake. I was so glad that there was multiple storylines that was not dealing with Olivia and Jake, and now that Huck kind of has closure and he seems to be at peace with the situation. Now are they going to keep him back in the office? Is there you know like I need more storyline? But, then, story but then the
0: only thing is so then he would have killed him and then what? Then they would have had to have covered it up and then. Some, but it's, oh, it's, okay. it's 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 yeah. something
3: that that OPA can do. So I felt like okay. I felt like Hooks is kind of he has peace now, and I would have liked him to kill him just for the sake of giving <laughs> this man a storyline wow. he necessarily has peace. Well, I but... mean, but some peace, a little. Yeah. That's
2: all. And
0: I, and I agree with you, Emil.
3: Yeah. I,
2: it looks like it's done, but his storyline, they're going to figure something out. They always do. But I get what you're saying about seeing so much of Liv, Jake, and Fitch live. But, I mean, that's the show.
0: And, 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 and see, this is going to sound weird, and I'm going to try to keep this short and tight. Regardless of what we've seen Huck do, he is definitively, in my opinion, one of the characters that... Always wears that white hat. Mm-hmm. Do you not, do you see what I'm saying? Like it would have actually been, in disingenuous to his character to have killed the man. The fact that you have this man so geeked in love with Kim, who is understandable—that was his wife. He was in love with Kim, is so enamored with Javi. Hello again, amazing kid, and actually wants to marry her after a couple of months. I think that, to me, what it showed is, even though, like Emile said, even though Huck is struggling, even though Huck let that his guy out, even though Huck has been through what Huck has been through, in the core, in his heart he's a good person. Mm -hmm. And that always wins out. And to me, that's what happened in even when his mind was unraveling and just like you, I actually thought he was making it up. And when I realized he wasn't, that actually scared me more because in my mind, that meant he may not be able to control it. To me, at least if you're just going after revenge for the sake of revenge or you don't want your wife to be with someone else, that's actually something that you're consciously making a decision to do. The fact that your brain has become so twisted that you are making up scenarios to validate what you're about to do, that scares me. The fact that he was able to pull himself back and actually didn't kill him reminded me that Huck really is the literal and figurative ultimate gladiator
2: yeah and i think what's even more touching excellent point, if What's was even more touching this is just a reminder that even though he can't have his child he can't have his wife anymore he still loves them mm-hmm. so if mm-hmm. he did kill sean he would not only they would have another situation have to clean up mm-hmm. after you find out that this guy is not somebody who's actually seeking revenge he loves her he's going to propose her he takes mm-hmm. care of my child you'll be doing a disservice to your family Mm -hmm. by killing. And I think that
0: even... The ultimate sacrifice. Because here's the
2: thing. I believe Huck probably did still, even after he found out, like, that's still somebody with your Mm -hmm. wife and kid. Like, he still probably wanted to kill him regardless that he wasn't (laughs) doing revenge. But the thing is, because he can truly see their interaction, that they're in love. And then, my last thing, if... If it was something where they'd only been dating for like a couple of weeks or a couple months and he wasn't going to propose, it might have been a different story. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he literally, they've been dating for a while, he knows the, like mm-hmm. there's an attachment now. If you're thinking about proposing, you've been dating mm-hmm. long enough. Or so,
0: yeah. Well, I'll say this. And Sean is cute. Yeah. Let's be
2: 100. So yeah. go ahead, Kim yeah. and Javi. Go Kim ahead. Has type, bad though. Kim has a type. I,
0: I don't, is that you? Not a bad type, though. Mm-hmm.
3: But I'll jump on you guys' side and just say that um, he loves his wife. And, and son mm-hmm. enough to let go and so now that he's let go will we see a different side of Huck I mean I thought the character mm. that he played with the glasses and so forth uh, like Harold that's not yeah that's not just him being a great actor but maybe
0: oh you know, you're you're just, saying like, that it could be foreshadowing that's like another it's another side the mm-hmm. fact that Huck has layers and mm-hmm. other yeah. yeah that's that's an excellent that's a excellent catch
2: mm. well speaking of Sean proposing last week we said that uh, Kevin Onigaro proposed to Maria Menounos <laughs> So... If you don't know who Kevin Undergaro is, he is uh, the creator of AfterBuzz. And if you are curious about uh, his midlife crisis, if you enjoy hearing <laughs> stories about behind the scenes of Hollywood, if you're amused by old TV and movie references, then you're going to love The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. Um, they want you to join them and Maria Menounos, um, along with AfterBuzz co-hosts Roxy Stryer, Ashley Daniels, and others for All the Insanity. If you want to tune in, watch live Monday and Thursday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time, on thetomorrowshow.com or or should I say, and subscribe and download for free on iTunes. Go to thetomorrowshow.com for more information.
0: And when you are on iTunes subscribing to that new show, make sure to check out our AfterBuzz recap of Scandal. So again, you go to iTunes, you type in Scandal AfterBuzz TV, and all of our podcasts will pop up. And you can subscribe, comment, and more importantly, tell a friend. But really, <laughs> most importantly, rate five stars and leave a comment. We really do read your comments. Obviously, you hear sometimes will say things. You'll be like, I said that. It's because we read your comment. <laughs> so Gladiators, We really appreciate you. Rate, comment, subscribe and tell a friend on iTunes yes
2: yes and if you need a little extra shot of conversation make sure you check out happy hour shot of conversation that's a podcast that we do each and every week really fun we talk about all the hot topics of the week so you don't want to miss it happy hour a shot of conversation guys let's get back to OPA so we talked about Huck Huck Quinn has been frustrated for a while, and we've all expressed our frustration on this show, especially in the last couple episodes. We've come a long way with Quinn, because remember, one of us used to call Quinn chicken head a long time ago, all the time.
0: I wonder who that would be. <laughs> Guilty. <So>,
2: about <laughs> have <laughs> a, <I'm> a coffee <laughs> So we come a long way with Quinn. Um but recently she's been kind of annoying me and I think the biggest frustration is in her trying to save Marcus from knowing the truth of what OPA is and their past and what they really do um, and the secrets that they're hiding she's actually ended up hurting mm-hmm. the whole situation like that would be like if if I was <laughs> I'll say <save> that first <laughs>
0: It's, uh, you know what's amazing sometimes? We've been doing this show together now. What have we been doing it now for three years, four years, since four season years. one? So because of that, it's almost like we speak our own language, see what's happening even right now. And it's literally like, without even knowing what you're going to say, I knew exactly what you were going to say. And I was like, no, son, that's <laughs> offline. Or okay. maybe on Happy Hour. Oh my gosh. Okay. Because so. we have an E rating.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> see, that's why I don't like being sick at a coffee set. Okay. <clears throat> So, anyway, so so Quinn, she's been keeping this from Marcus. Uh, she's been trying to protect him. I think the reason why I was so happy is we finally had an episode where... Because we talked about how um, last episode, Fitz... I don't know if it was Cornelia. Cornelia, or was it Bam? Somebody said they didn't think that Fitz was the right one, or Olivia was the right one to hold Fitz accountable and like, mm-hmm. speak up. But in this situation... Quinn, surprisingly, was the perfect person to talk to Liv in the way she talked to her, because you would think that it would be somebody that she's more intimate with, but the fact that Quinn was brought in the way she was brought in to their family, the fact that she has gone through so much with them, and Quinn was one of the pivotal reasons why Olivia is back where she is, because she was so um, diligent in being proactive during um, Olivia's kidnapping and just holding everything down. Um, when she spoke the truth to Liv and just really called Liv out and everything at first I was like yes you better say but then I was so um, I don't know if I was shocked by Liv's response Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it Mm -hmm. because we've seen so much resistance almost a Chinese wall if you want um, from Liv over the past whole season almost um where she doesn't talk about her personal life she's very jaded towards everything she's not in her element but we finally had the wall come down where she snapped and it was so nice to see Liv again what do you guys think
3: um i liked that moment when they were outside um uh when when um when Liv says that you know you'll handle the situation is why i'm why i'm doing what i'm doing my only problem with that is um, yes, she wanted Quinn to handle the situation, but Quinn's not Olivia Pope. And just as last week, when we brought up the situation where when had Marcus not brought up the the uh, the, the the plot hole, because uh, Quinn was like, "Let it go, let it go, let it go." Mm-hmm. She's not, oh yeah,
1: yeah she's, yeah. she's
3: not Olivia Pope, and so I understand that you put this responsibility on Quinn, but Quinn is not you. And so I see why Quinn at the frustration because she had a lot to handle because she can't handle as much as Olivia and she was doing the best that she can. So I saw both sides, but at the same time, do you guys think that Olivia should have put all the responsibility on Quinn?
0: I think it's sometimes, and jump in whenever you want, Emil, it's sometimes the only way that you learn. So for instance, in the same way, arguably two seasons ago or or the beginning of season four, I know, and, and a little bit on season three when um, when the first time basically Abby entered the White House and was Olivia's proxy. Think about Abby then mm-hmm. versus Abby now. Yeah. It's night and day difference. Why? Because, again, in what it happened, Abby literally asked Olivia, do you think I'm ready? And part of, I think, being in that paternal or the parental role is basically giving your children all of the assets that they can to fly, and then at the last minute, you actually need to, like, Literally, let them off the cliff and keep your fingers crossed and hope that they can do it. And I think that's actually what she's doing with Quinn. I think she has to give her the tools to potentially not be Olivia because, again, in the same way that that Cyrus said to Abby, you're never going to be Olivia. No one can ever be Olivia, but we still don't know what Quinn can become. In the same way that we never thought that Abby would now be making a run to be chief of staff at the White House. True. So I, I think that on some levels it is actually selfish of us to think that Olivia is not a normal human being. I think it is selfish of us to think, so what? Sometimes she doesn't need a timeout. Sometimes she doesn't like for someone to carry the ball. Like, she she can't literally be the quarterback who throws the ball, runs the ball, tackles. Like, you, you literally can't do everything. And I think that what she was saying is, she was 100% accountable, and she admitted that, yes, I was 100% selfish, and I'm now going to tell you why. Theoretically, she has done, and I can kind of talk out of my other side of my mouth, which I will not, but she has created OPA to save these individuals. Olivia could be just as powerful on her own mm-hmm. and have minions who she didn't actually care about their lives. The fact that she, in some has created a family, I think, shows that she cares about them. And just like any other, quote-unquote, dysfunctional family, you're going to have highs and lows. And that's actually why Quinn, of all people, was able to come mano-a-mano with Olivia only because they are family. Nobody else but family could have talked to Olivia in the way that she did. And not only got away with it, but it's one of the first times that we've actually seen, just like you said... Olivia's wall come down there was a certain Mm. level of intimacy she was raw and she was honest and arguably explained the trajectory that has been the last year of this show on some levels is a pure response to literally feeling like you lost your life and now you're running to literally do all of those things that you thought you were not going to be able to do and now she's arguably finally able to breathe and take stock of what she really wants to do well said
2: yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay.
0: Sorry, I know I am talking a lot. The only other thing, so period, full stop, pause. <clears throat> The only other thing, too, is on the flip side, in defense of Quinn, of not letting Marcus in, because I was totally screaming at this, yelling at the screen. I was like, but you're the one who, like, basically brought him in here. I don't understand why you're Mm -hmm. not telling him. But then there was a moment when she was basically saying, like, you know, Harrison and Abby, whatever, that was a family. I realized also part of it, too, is very similar to why Huck didn't want to let Marcus in. She didn't want to basically have Marcus become one of the family, because then she could lose him like she lost Harrison. Mm.
2: Thing.
0: Yeah, Bam's like, so what who cares? It's okay, not, it's I not, try. It's <laughs> not so what <laughs> so who
3: cares, but he can't he can't work at OPA and not know some of the background information. So yeah. I'm,
0: I'm not then and, and again, I'm not I'm not talking from a practical perspective. Yeah. I'm talking from a purely emotional perspective mm-hmm. that oftentimes the reason think about it secrets are intimacy Mm -hmm. secrets are how you actually know that you're friends like the people that you like gossip with and tell things that you should not be telling other people who if shit went left could have something against you that's real intimacy in the same way that if you're a real loyal friend even when that friendship breaks up those secrets that you knew when you were friends you keep those secrets that's intimacy True. So I think that the reason she wasn't letting him in was a lack of intimacy. And I think in that moment, because they all had a wall up mm-hmm. and in Olivia taking down her wall, it allowed Quinn to take a step closer to Olivia, which then allowed her to take a step closer to Marcus.
3: Good point. I can't wait to talk about secrets later. Okay. Oh, snap. <laughs> <coughs> I'm coughing all I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> um, okay. So let's go to the presidential race. Um, so we have <clears throat> I wanna go top to bottom. So we have Melly, who is Melly and Susan, they both are needing campaign funds. Mm-hmm. They're both having meetings with uh, Hollis Doyle. Melly initially uh says that she doesn't want to work with Hollis, but she takes the meeting anyway, mm-hmm. and Hollis has this um this <laughs> very uh, <laughs> Uh, his his personality can be off-putting to NC-17 people.
0: NC-17 rating yeah, comments.
2: Yeah, he wants to get up the skirt and lay in bed with you and all these different things, but um, he gets his point across with all his, um, his verbiage. Um, but Hollis, after Mellie denies him, she then goes and meets with Susan, and what I loved about this scene, though, was the interaction between Hollis and Fitz and how they went tit for tat because we all know that Hollis was part of that team that helped get Fitz into office. so
0: The Fab Five.
2: It was kind of like the secret language they were speaking, Mm -hmm. and that's why he was so quick to get him out. Oh, no, this means over. But I also love how, and we'll get to Abby later, but I love how Susan stepped up this episode, how Abby stepped up this episode, how Quinn stepped up this episode. So many people who recently have been more timid and quiet and afraid to speak their minds, they really stepped into the big shoes today and weren't afraid to like go there. So go ahead.
0: No, actually I, I I was going to make a point and then I just realized my point is wrong. What? <laughs> I was going to say, and we've talked about this before, is that I think that uh, there is always a theme this, with this show that is very, not only pro-woman, but also shows what can happen when women are not able to speak for themselves, either because they in themselves feel like that they are not worthy or because a man is uh, is is muting their voice. Mm-hmm. So I think that specifically as it relates to to Susan, the president was actually muting her voice. He was actually trying to speak for her. I know that you don't believe in this. I know whatever. And she's looking at him like, I'm very capable of speaking for myself. Right. And that's what she did later. Um, I felt like, same thing with Abby. I think that Abby has been muted by Cyrus. Um, and and Melly, arguably, in her previous life as First Lady, was muted also by the president. I think the the misstep she made, and then I'm going to kind of counter this, is that even with Hollis, when he originally came into the office and with all of his innuendo, I actually wanted Melly to go southern on him and be like, you know what, son? Like, that's not how it's gonna happen. Like, I'm not, you're not effing me yeah. because I'm Melly Gray. You know what I mean? I kind of wanted her to come like balls out and Pull basically, out moonshine to completely, and literally be like, yo, this is what you need. This is what I need. This is how it's gonna roll. I am not my husband. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. All this other stuff like that. And I wanted her to do that. And I think, ironically, that's why she got got.
3: Mm-hmm. She should have played the whole win in theory. I'm just I saying. She, yeah, I she, she She I totally should have played that because... <laughs> the I fa- say
0: boss chicks be bossing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't be with the, that other statement. But, yeah. So, I, 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 think, that, I think that that's the underlying theme that you know what I mean, you definitely no matter what, you have to speak and walk into your truth and then <clears throat> nobody nobody has anything over you.
2: Well when Susan when um Fit said Don't yell at me and <laughs> she said she said get out to, to live liz mm-hmm. and then she said well tell me where do i lo- yell at you at oh my
0: that was amazing
2: L- no it was great was perfect. no it was
0: great it was like well then tell me but the way she said it she was like okay cool well then tell me where we need to go so like, that i can be i was like girl
2: she need to flip her hair or something that right? moment. like she turned into somebody else <laughs> and but. then
0: poured herself because didn't you think she was gonna pour them a glass yeah. no she poured herself so, a glass
3: and then told she, what's her name then get out
0: no after she told her to get out and then she turned and then poured the drink cause she was like yo you get on my last nerve
2: wait till she find out what David's doing um mm, let's talk before we go into Hollis in the finale well actually we can go to now so Hollis is running for president he Mm -hmm. had the meeting the second meeting with Melly. Mm -hmm. Melly pretty much tells her whole platform or enough of it why would you tell him the tagline like every
3: okay Again, my theory, if she would have done the whole stay winning, like Sophia said <laughs> a couple minutes ago, the minute that he came at her basically saying, I will, gi- I will sponsor you. I will give you some of my millions or billions of dollars to run your campaign. If you let me hit it, you should have told him to get his ass out of the office, mm-hmm. or you should have checked and be like, you should have said no
0: or said yes and gone back on your promise.
3: Something. Something. So the fact that you... The fact that you then tell somebody you're deep... Like, this is a deep, 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 deep secret. Like, this is... She's running for president. And so for the fact that the man who basically said, I'll give you the money if you let me bang, and then you think because you sip
0: a little of the of the brown water that now y'all cool? Like, Melly. But this is also the thing is, and I'm going to kind of piggyback off of your statement. Also, part of the problem, though, is, and, and, I, and I'm having a hard time with this one, whether or not Olivia is officially or unofficially running Melly's campaign, she needs to listen to Olivia. Olivia said, don't take the meeting. It was great misdirection because I just presumed she was talking about Fitz and mm-hmm. then Hollis walks in. Mm-hmm. I think she is forgetting that no matter what, she is still an underdog. Regardless of that, the the chapter of the book being le- leaked, she is still an underdog. Olivia was able to make a president out of nothing wh- because she ran the the, grant, the first grant campaign. Mm-hmm she needs to start to listen to Olivia a little bit more because I think what ends up happening is Melly has this weird eagerness and this real Mm -hmm. weird naivete that time and time gets her into trouble. That's the first part. The Mm -hmm. second part is, and I know I've said this before, you don't have any other donors other than Hollis. You have now been first lady for seven years. You have been, uh, for I, I don't know what they call first ladies when you're in the governor's mansion, but she's ar- arguably been the the first lady there. Do you just want to say she was she a lawyer? She next. has she has great pedigree. Like do you are want to say like I I need her to have other individuals that we have not seen before. Mm-hmm. I need her to have access to money. Like do, do you know what I mean? Like.
3: You are making. You're very logical on what you're saying. Oh, okay, but this is Melly, the first lady who's been too busy chasing after her husband and trying to. But she, they
0: need to. But they I, need. They, they need her to turn. They need her to turn a corner. Does that make sense? Yes. No. I know that not overnight, but I do. I I really felt like. A certain aspect of writing the book was cathartic even though she couldn't put all of it into the book right Mm -hmm. that she needs to fully have a come to Jesus moment and really walk into her truth or if this is her truth then it's going to be a sad campaign and we're gonna see we're gonna see mad drunk sad smelly melly probably very soon
3: she's not ready to be president and also if Liv is going to be her campaign manager again you have to know who you're dealing with. When you are managing a celebrity or artist or something, you But have the to...
0: problem is she's not managing her and that's a problem. That's why I've been said officially unofficially. You uh-huh. can tell that obviously Olivia's number one objective is figuring out what Jake is doing. And I kind of get that because I think that the way the entire show has been going and the way that obviously Rowan and B six thirteen is it has become the center of her universe. She arguably thinks that there is no we the people if we the people are not safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that to, in her her mind uh, takes precedence, or and or is more important than any campaign. If in fact the republic does not stand,
2: yeah. Let's talk about Cyrus. <clears throat> so Cyrus is well. First of all, Jeff Perry's an amazing actor, but Cyrus is an amazing actor until he gets caught on his bullshit and somebody presents right? some evidence. So Ethan, who we've had on the show before, yeah. glad you pop up every now and then. I nice see you still working out there. Um. He was here on this episode, and I prefaced that because I hated him this episode. Mm-hmm. Like like, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. Come on. You can't like you can't have slip ups like that. So he slipped up and even though he didn't directly say, just the fact he made a statement that maybe if Cyrus runs Vargas's campaign. Like that's just not something that would naturally come, especially since Vargas is a Democratic candidate.
0: This is the thing is that I kept I kept like writing like almost little circles every time they said that. So This actually doesn't make sense to me. Cyrus is like the most left-leaning middle middle Republican you're ever going to come in contact with. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when he was afraid? And I I, I apologize if I'm going to get my reference wrong. But I think it was the episode when he thought that Fitz wasn't going to run for a second term right mm-hmm. and he was basically going over why it is that he voted for Fitz you mm-hmm. know what I mean that Fitz is for gay rights that Fitz like all the things that he is you know even mm-hmm. the um, the, um, the uh, you know when the person died and he did the like the dream act oh, yeah. you mm-hmm. know what I mean do you mean like all of the things the, the gun control all of the things if you think about it that Fitz has done that has made him a worthy president are arguably middle leaning and or democrat leaning yeah. that's the first part mm-hmm. Second part is even though Olivia is arguably apolitical. Again, remember when Abby first, um, when uh, in season one, when basically I think it was season one when we were first introduced to the backstory of Abby and Abby was like, "Oh, but he's a Republican. Are you going to vote for him?" Do you remember that whole thing? And even how the president was like, "Are you going to vote for me?" Oh, yeah. And she's like, "You have to earn my vote." So arguably, why? Because she's a Democrat. Yeah. I think it's actually rather amateurish to think that we're not in this game of politics. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, I needed my next job. If my next job and my next um, uh, ticket to the White House to potentially, again, be chief of staff to create a king is a Democrat, I don't really see the problem. Again, a Democrat who leans Democrat in terms of some of his social policies, but again, is a veteran, which then leans you a little bit more Republican. So again, he seems like a very right-leaning Democrat. That's the first part. Go ahead. Something happening you're hearing?
3: No, I I just, I felt I was like... Are we having an earthquake?
0: earthquake? Oh, Lord Jesus, I hope not. Let me check Twitter. And then my last thing is... Uh, And this this is, I'm actually saying this is a, I think this was a good aspect of the episode because I didn't see this coming. I'm a dork. I didn't see what the problem was. I honestly didn't see the problem in in, um, Cyrus running his campaign. So what Cyrus takes a vacation for the next six months? Does that make sense? He's out of your way. Like, Cyrus already got fired. So the fact that Cyrus is back, Cyrus is only back because he made a power play. Cyrus don't do nothing anyways. Like, Cyrus has already been out. Abby's now the work wife, so you actually know where Cyrus is. You let him set, sit for the next six months. I honestly didn't see, and I know everyone's going to be like, "How can you not see this, Sophie?" I really didn't see that Abby was going to make a power play for Chief of Staff,
2: especially after that conversation she had with uh, mm-hmm. with Liv. But once again, that I think that shows Abby coming into her own <clears throat> yes. and making her own decisions. And with anything, you have to do what you feel is best. But even after she did it, you could tell there was still some hesitation. She apologized.
0: C- no, c- screen i go don't do that that because that to me that demeans you like if you're gonna do it do it don't apologize because you're not sorry if you were sorry you wouldn't have done it i'm so tired of people being like sorry Mm -hmm. sorry no the second time i did it Oh my God! What, Keyboard people? gangsters. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Don't like like come for people and say something that once you typed it and you read it was was rude. And then when someone's like rude, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Don't no, come be for like, me Yo. unless
2: I come for you,
0: right? <laughs> but I also I was gonna sorry. I think I lost my train of thought, but it's coming back to me. Um, oh, and and I maybe I'm in a weird place today. I actually don't think that makes her a monster. It doesn't. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, he was obviously going against his job. You just told. And you were like, okay, cool. You don't need to look for someone. I'm the person for the job. I don't see how that's backstabbing. I know? don't
3: see it at all. What I really liked, my favorite thing about this episode that I liked is Abby is the ear to everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Everyone
3: mm-hmm. goes and spills to Abby. Even you David. David spilled mm-hmm. to David spilled to Abby. Quinn, um, um, Fitz, and Liv spill. Um... um, um the boy who you the who you Oh Ethan? Ethan. Everyone was spilling to 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 Abby. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about this is
0: Oh snap, is that
3: Oh no, that's me checking my
0: okay. leg. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, see I thought yeah. But good there was an earthquake up. in Loma
2: Linda, California, like six minutes ago. I don't know where that is, though. Okay. Okay.
3: You so, are yeah. good, bam. Um but what I liked to thank you. What I liked about Abby is she had all this information and a lot of times when someone is always the an ear and people are always telling you things, you either be quiet and never say anything. Or at some point, you're like, you know what? I'm tired of everybody. Kind of, they just kind of have a moment. And I'm glad that Abby finally had a moment for herself because everyone's always at Abby. Everyone's always at Mm her. Everyone's always, you know, in her ear, wanting to get her opinion. And she's kind of just the... She's just a body who has to listen. She took all the like, listen, think about all the all the gossip and scoop that she just got in tonight's episode. She took all of this and she made it for Team Abby and said, forget the rest of you guys. Let me do something for myself. That's why I specifically love this episode, because she took all the information that she got. And she used it for herself. So you before. know
2: what? In this episode, uh, Abby could have performed Listen from Dreamgirls, Beyonce, if you know
3: the lyrics, and that mm-hmm. would have been the perfect ballad
2: for
0: Wait, her. how come? I, why am I so... Which What song is that?
3: From Dreamgirls.
2: Dreamgirls.
0: No, but which one?
3: Listen. I don't know. Just
0: listen. Oh, see so y'all... That's no. all I know
2: is to listen. To the song here in yeah. my heart, the melody that starts, I can't complete listen she thought she was going to get yeah, up. Really <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I really <laughs> did so yeah I was
0: going to say she didn't but she did too
1: many
2: too many writers on the song <sighs> no she thought she was going to get something for that um, okay but anyway if you know the lyrics of that song you know why so um, but what I loved and there was something I was going to say um, Abby oh with Abby this was very similar to as far as Cyrus this was very similar to Jake where they think that they are smarter than they mm-hmm. actually are because with Cyrus he actually did a disservice to himself by playing the whole cool casual oh yeah that's fine oh yeah we yeah. can do that because yeah. mm-hmm. that's not Cyrus if Cyrus was truly still
0: in the game chief of
2: staff in the game he would be questioning like oh you want her to take a meeting with Holly like there, he was he, he he let his guard down too soon and then because when you know what they say a hit dog hollers when Abby went into the room Mm -hmm. and when she confronted Cyrus about Vargas he was too adamant to say
3: well see that that's the problem if you compare Cyrus and Liv when you come at Cyrus when he knows he's wrong he has to keep fighting back versus Olivia where if you just keep Tearing, she's gonna turn around, she's gonna stop, she's gonna acknowledge, she's gonna read you in her own way, but she's gonna she's gonna give something. Cyrus is totally opposite. Cyrus is someone who feels like he can lie his way out of anything. Yeah. And so, I mean Abby said you're lying like four times. <laughs> and he kept you going. Lie, you
2: lie, you lie. That's so many dream girl references. Um All right, uh did we miss anything?
0: No, and if we did, we'll talk about it on Twitter.
2: Indeed. Or Indeed. Facebook. Trump I mean Hollis I love
3: that. I, I love the. I love that move that he's running because, again, and I, I, I say this every week, but I'm sick and tired of the whole Jake live back and forth. And so now we have storylines. You know,
2: it's fun bringing back old characters for you know old fans, like having Sally Langston every week on the Liberty Report, even though it's a brief, mm-hmm. one minute or mm-hmm. less. I love that seeing Hollis Doyle again. Just everything about him. It's just great for television, so I enjoy that. So yeah, it'll be it'll be great to see.
3: Um do we have any news and gossip? Nope, nope,
0: nope. nope. I right. do
3: wanna shout someone out. Um, I met someone who watches us. They oh. are a weekly gladiator and oh. they're from LA. Oh.
0: Oh, okay, do tell, shout him out. What's I'm, your name? I'm going to. Oh, sorry. i such yeah. a <laughs> so, I got all excited. I was like,
3: oh! On, on Instagram, <coughs> his name is Mr. Tatum. Mr. <coughs> <and coughs> uh, Mr. Tatum. Okay, let me look him up. So M- M- Hi there, Mr. T-R?
0: Tatum. Yeah,
3: so T-A-T-U-M, Mr. Tatum. And then on, on Side, Snapchat, he's Mr. underscore Tatum. But like an LA gladiator, that's a first. We always meet so many people that are from... Various places. Speak for
0: yourself. I meet LA Gladiators all the time.
3: No, I've never. Every, oh, because
2: oh,
0: they've always been visiting for you yeah. when you run into people. I run into people who live here all the time.
2: Wait, what's his Instagram? I'll get it after. I don't see it. I see. It. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you so much for watching our show, Mr. Tato, Mr. Tato, and
0: all the rest of you Gladiators. Yes, yes, we love yes. you.
2: We have some Gladiators with us I'm from South Africa. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God.
0: Venezuela. We have them all over. Uh, Brazil.
2: Jamaica, They're whoop, whoop, whoop. all over. So we really appreciate your support. Um, let's go into predictions.
0: I don't really have any predictions, even though... Actually, I Actually, do. I like the direction that the show is going. Starting episode 14, I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just real quick, it's not a prediction. It's just like kind of a last comment, almost like a last call for the show. Um, Olivia's not a fool. So I'm so tired of Jake's diatribes because they fall flat. She went to the White House. She chose to leave the White House because she knew what she was doing. I don't see how she's a fool. Yeah. And the last thing is, she is fully capable of love because she loves OPA. True.
3: Um, I don't have a prediction. Um, I just wonder will Melly, will she fall under a rock or will she pick herself up now that Hollis, you know, dropped the bomb on her? Let's go. <clears throat> Just don't go to that moonshine, girl.
0: No. no, actually, go to the moonshine. Yeah, she needs
3: to do something. She needs to
0: like. She release, needs to yeah, go to the moonshine. Maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll
2: see. Uh, well, yeah, she does the moonshine with Olivia and sit on the floor again and have a brainstorm session. Then I agree with that. <laughs> um, How about you? I don't have any predictions. I, I'm with uh, with you guys. I think that the direction like Sophia said is going in the right direction um it was an entertaining episode and yeah i'm excited to see what's coming um so let us know what you think once again by going to itunes uh rating commenting subscribing on twitter let us know who your cold piece of the week is um not here but she still obviously has a twitter account and she'll see your tweet so if you have a cold piece for this episode let conelia know at
0: Cornelia yes
2: at Cornelia K-E-N-N-E-L-I-A I I spelled it because her name's not down
3: here today Um, and also uh, where can we find you guys on social media you can find me on our social media at Bam Erickson
0: you can find me at Sophia Stanley, Twitter and Facebook at the Sophia Stanley on Instagram,
2: and you can find me at email inis junior. Um, and if you need, like we said, an extra shadow conversation, go to Happy Hour. A shadow conversation. We talked about Sierra and Russell Wilson's engagement, um, Jaden Smith's uh, lack of.
0: Gender, gender obvious conforming. clothing.
3: Yeah. I saw him at Starbucks. What? What's <laughs> he? That's no, okay. No, no,
0: and you was, can find yes, Happy Hour, okay. a shot of conversation <laughs> at Happy Hour underscore TV, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> About to
2: start another conversation, and you can um, follow me at email this junior. Guys, thank you so much for listening each and every week. We will see you same time, same place next week. Bye.
1: Cheers.